I'm interrupting your listening experience just to explain right now. This episode is kind of like an extra episode. We were realized while recording that our the homework talk at the beginning of the episode ran a little over half an hour, probably longer than that. It was like half an hour edited. So we just decided to release it as its own episode as opposed to trying to cram everything into the next episode. So we'll be back next week with the beginning of the next series so this is kind of like a prequel to that series in a way so still still a great episode check it out enjoy it and then we'll be back with the normal episode next week well okay before we get into it right we have mm. to do our homework right we have to no, we do have homework did, yeah. you, did you bring your homework i i did bring homework of a sort all, all right. right so if if you remember last episode we said we were going to bring in three pitches for like companions that could exist in the stories that we pitched previously. And as per usual, since, uh, you know, I never get A pluses on my homework in real life or in this show, I've done two. So I'm going to, by default, get at least a B minus. At least, yeah. I mean, that sounds like, I mean, you didn't do this. At most, a B minus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds like F to me, because like the assignment was to do three, (laughs) and you're like, well, no. Uh, yeah, I, no. I did not do well, the Maybe next time put in a well, third Well, okay, I guess like, maybe that case I'll go first. Uh, that way, because I always, always the suck-up did all of my homework. That's true. And you I are a suck-up. I did it very incredibly well. Well, we'll find out. All right, so, okay, my first my first character. We have an ancient, uh, I'm going to say vampire in quotes, because, again, mm-hmm. we were talking about, you know. Well, I got a real quick question before you go into these people. How do they relate to this guy who's a magician and eventually gets to be a cosmic being. Like, did you keep that in mind, or, or what have you? That That's a question you thought would be good before I did my pitch, instead of, like, maybe well, yeah. waiting to see if the answer was in the pitch. Okay, I'll just wait. How about that? <laughs> I, I thought it was, but fuck you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, I do... They uh, apply directly to the story that we're planning on telling, right? That was the... Well, to your story. Maybe. But mine are supposed yeah. to apply to mine, and yours are sure. supposed to yep, apply yep, to yep. yours. Yep, yep, uh, yep, yep, I guess yep. we'll see if that's also the case. But Sounds yeah. like yours is going to be a uh, future state sort of story, and mine's going to be a prequel. I mean, I guess if we want to recap, uh, my the, the pitch that I made last week was uh, Betty White has the secret to... <laughs> I forgot about... Immortality. Yeah, uh-huh. um, she keeps it... Uh, it's, it's it is uh, Mick Jagger. His, mm-hmm. his blood kind of gives you powers, and that includes uh, immortality. Some We've, would say moves. Yeah. Give it, well, no, we we did discuss that in depth. That the moves of Jagger are his own. <laughs> uh, right. He, it's years but of practice. That that's got why him to it gets he his blood his becomes more so vital. Is because of the moves that yeah. he makes. he is some sort of you know we've been using we've been throwing the word vampire around. Yeah, we've we've talked about how it. it's not, not not necessarily like your traditional classic whatever vampire. That's just like a sort of undead immortal creature. Mm-hmm. That's the root of his our character's immortality. So that, that that was my original pitch. He's got to go get the blood of Mick Jagger to become immortal. <laughs> so 
here are some of my pitches for characters. So we have an mm-hmm. ancient, you know, similar creature like like Mick Jagger, and that's like vampire type thing. Um, he was sired directly by Mick Jagger himself centuries ago. This was like a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been looking for a way to kind of like free Mick from the clutches of uh, the Betty White of the White Witch. Of the White Witch. <laughs> for for nearly half a century, he's been trying to get get his master back. He was once this a super- is Mick Jagger's son. Uh, well. Not like birth son, but oh, like, okay, like, like a he vampire. Turned, yeah, uh, like how yeah, son. like vampire yeah. families. Work. Birth, yeah, okay. So he was once a super powerful vampire, but with his master under the White Witch's control, he, he you know his strength is severely severely dampened. So okay. he needs you know you know he's just like an old guy. He, he needs to be to bed by eight p.m. He well he, he has a rough time. Well, uh-huh. I guess at eight a.m. because he's a vampire, he's gotta well. We, we can still Getting, eventually nail down whether, yeah. you know, the sun thing doesn't have to be a thing. Um, well, I, it has to. It's a vampire. Well, I mean, that's that's why I've been, I've been trying to say, like, if we're not necessarily saying vampire. Oh, uh, because, again, yeah, I mean, yeah. we also run into the issue of, like, if Mick Jagger and this character, who's, by the way, his name is uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> you know, the another vampire sired by uh-huh. Mick Jagger. Um, so that that's one of the characters he you know he has an interest in getting Mick free himself, uh-huh. um, which again freedom for Mick isn't necessarily Zelleron's goal, but you know they kind of Zelleron. Yep. Okay. Isn't that it? No. I'm pretty sure. But we'll keep going. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's my first one. Why don't you do one? We can kind of wait. 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 So your first one Keith is Richards. yeah Keith Richards, who is sired by. Mick Jagger, mm-hmm. who is in captivity by the White Witch known as Betty White. Correct. And then yeah. um, 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 he, his powers are dampened because... Right, without, his, this... without his master, you know, he's, he's not as powerful as he used to be. Right, so right. He is... And so what does he bring to the table, to, to Zoran's table? I mean, he is still, like, kind of a powerful creature. And, uh, okay. The, like, the idea is that, like, with his master back, he could be back to his full strength. Right. But, like, now he's just, like... So my question, I guess, so did you mention how he meets Zoran or Zoran meets him? No, that's, I think, I mean, I do have that kind of like sorted out. I've been working on the story yeah. for, you know, next episode. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't want to spoil too much of it. And like that, that is in the story. Okay. Okay. As long as it's in the story, then I can leave it. Yeah. There. I will say two out of the three of my pitches are probably definitely going to make it into the story. Uh-huh. The third one, you know, I just. I knew that we were required to do three pitches, so I came up with a third one, but it doesn't really fit in my story. But she could eventually. Okay, okay. So my first example here is basically a cop-out. because Perfect. That's a great start and strong. Yep, yep, yep. Because it is the cat that we've affectionately known of this whole time. That that we also kill right away. No, I mean, Uh. we've established that that doesn't happen. Uh. I think it, well, so here, in your defense, since I've now, we've, in my opinion, I don't, in my memory, my recollection, I don't think we've ever named the cat. So I've gone ahead and I've done that and I've given him some context a little bit. Wow, you are extra sadistic. Right, like what we we talked in the last episode about how like severely messed up it is <laughs> that you are so passionate about murdering this cat, but then you're like, you know what? That's not enough. I'm gonna make sure it has a name before I kill it <laughs> because nothing makes it. Well, again, here here's to your defense. Now that we've named him or I've named him, uh, maybe he sticks around. 
Maybe for a little bit longer. I mean, I will say I did write a bit into the story for my my. Maybe my I'm story so sadistic. <laughs> Maybe I'm so sadistic that I keep him around long enough to, to get you attached to him before I kill him. Well, Maybe cat, that's what it is. I mean, the cat's going to get some of Mick Jagger's blood too. So okay. you know, as, soon, as soon as this guy's immortal, <laughs> okay. the cat's. A, I'm pretty sure the cat's already had some immortal blood. Well, yeah, it's a witch. Yeah, so there's a witch inside the cat. I, that was another thing I did have a whole kind of thought about um, when the I witch was, inside the cat. Yeah, a little bit because that that is something that you mentioned like yeah. once, kind of in passing. And oh, I, it was not in passing; it was a whole thing. Well, I, no, it was it was kind of like a at the beginning of your pitch. You kind of mentioned there's a witch inside this cat, and then the cat dies right away. So it was yeah. like it was pretty much just but you, kind of you did over. focus. Well, I, again, I didn't mean it to be brushed over. You brushed over it because well, you were the focused cat, on like, the death. But as soon as you introduce the witch inside the cat, the cat dies. So there's no, <laughs> there's nothing to talk, like. There's no story there. But well, there's a story. we were also talking about like the whole like kind of lich thing. There, I was thinking that there could be something along the lines. Maybe the cat or the witch is inside the cat, and when the cat might have died, but doesn't because the witch dies instead. Because it's you know the it's like a horcrux or uh-huh. phylactery, the whole lich uh-huh. kind of thing. The cat is kind of the thing, the vessel, and. Uh, the witch dies because the cat's like, I'm not going to die for you. And so let's the witch die. The cat comes out. How, so how, how does the witch die and not the cat in this? Magic. Car- oh, okay. The main thing is the cat doesn't die. It is something when, when we get to our stories next episode, you'll, I'll, I'll explain that a little bit more. I do have a whole uh-huh. thing in the story that like kind of locks that down. <laughs> okay. So we got to get it in canon that the cat does not die. In the I, I feel like accident. we got to probably meet up on just that one point because that's, Probably got to be part of my story as well, but okay. Well, I mean, I will say there with this character, there is a very interesting kind of like we are all over his timeline, which I don't yeah. think is something that happens very often when like discussing characters. I just want to make sure that this cat dies the same way in both stories, so only well, because so that, that like has that's to be easy the same to do cat. because the like the cat doesn't die in any story ever. Uh-huh. Uh, so like <laughs> okay how, like there's no question there's no problem there. well the way around that though mm-hmm. because that's what comic books do comic people do you find ways around different stories um i can kill it and and then you know bring him back to life and and then in your story it could die in a different way and it still lives well, but that's the thing here hear me out what if it just like becomes a canon thing with the cat like it keeps dying no, I mean, but we- instead of it like continuing to die like it comes back through the magic that you mentioned earlier so it never actually dies well uh, i mean what i said earlier involved there being like something else for to die so i mean i guess maybe the cat is constantly like consuming souls and sure i mean I, that, there's I a guess, various th- there is there an element of like ways. cat magic lore you know nine lives and all that, uh-huh. that like it, we'll see how do you get how do you escape the nine lives because i well, you just got to replace it because I want to keep killing it. Yeah, I mean, we know. We know you want to. That's what we. This is what you keep pitching. Is like let's kill this cat more, yeah. more times. Yeah, why not? There, yeah, I guess there could be an element of like, uh, like the cat. You know, cats have nine lives, but uh-huh. like this one, you know, also knows magic and stuff. And two, like one of its things is that it's like stealing souls out of people sometimes to like replace those nine lives. It keeps getting more nine lives because of the soul. Right, so each like, soul is nine lives. Like theoretically you could have That's that's why the witch is inside of the cat. It's a soul. Yeah, I mean the the gray area we get into that is like now that kind of sets the cat and the witch 
at odds a little bit, which I think, I don't know, I feel like that's just where it learns its magic. So like it, the witch can die off and escape or whatever once it dies nine times, but it still knows the magic. Well, I mean, I guess this kind of brings us full circle back to your pitching the cat as a companion because this now kind of raises the question of like, now the cat doesn't seem as like loyal to Zandafar. Well, no, no, no. Because again, like, that's not his name. Because like, um, if the cat was willing to like eat the soul of the witch and then sacrifice her to save its own ass, like now, like you don't. What's stopping this cat from eating Xander? Zoran. Zoran. Um. So here's here's the thing: is what cat is actually loyal to its owner? All that that none of them. No, the, none of them is all, the, the answer. The only people that actually believe that bullshit are like not cat people. Okay, well, it's like not anyone of who's them. ever like bonded with a cat knows that like, <laughs> it's a bond for life. No, it's not. As soon as you stop feeding it, it's gonna eat you for sure. I forget to feed my cat all the time. He reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it knows you still have the food, so like it'll starve for a little bit, but not forever. You know, so once once the forever thing happens, it's gonna eat you. Cats, no. So anyway, um, that's a thought. So let me, let me get more in, into the, the stuff that I actually wrote down here, because this is all sidebar stuff, I guess, at this point. So I've named him, like I mentioned, it, and it is a him, uh, I've decided. I'm going with the name Abraxas, uh, A-B-R-A-X-A-S. So that's a demon name. Uh, I think it's actually named for the devil in a different mytho- mythological world, and I don't remember which one. But anyway, it's not Greek, it's something else. Anyway, Abraxas just sounds like a good cat name, so I went with it. I would say, though, if it is, like, the name of something already... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, like, that's... I guess It doesn't like, have to be yeah. tied to the to Satan. Well, again, like, well, my, my... Yeah, I guess, like, we do maybe need to fill out this cat a little bit more. I agree. Because, like, that name, Abraxas, is that, like, is this, how sentient is this cat? I mean, it Very, sounds like it, it, like, like it, it is, can talk. Have we have we mentioned that before? That no, it, like, but I've decided. Because how else is it, is it? Well, maybe it doesn't have to talk, but it at least understands the Yeah, plans. I imagine, like, the person it, I've always imagined that the person it bonded with, so in, like, previously the witch, and in this case, you know, Zachary, their, their bond allows them to kind of like telepathically communicate. Okay. But I don't know if the cat is like... But then how does it take uh, orders or commands or just talks to the other people on the team? That's, I mean, I think that's like, it, it doesn't probably. Hmm. Like, I mean, I think that's probably part of like the issue of having a cat on your team is that like, not everybody knows how to talk to cats. So like now you have this like middleman situation where like the cat has something to say, okay. but he has I'm, to say I'm not it against through. that only because Zoran, the official name of this that character, it it is right. <laughs> He's the one who gives the official command, so the other team members can be like, "What if this cat did this thing?" And so Zoran has to. And tell like him. I mean, the cat can hear right and right. probably understand. I think it just probably doesn't have like the like. So like I guess if somebody else okay, is saying okay. something, the cat would like be there and hear it. Yeah, it can go on its own adventures and things like that without Zoran. But yeah, I guess like I never, I always pictured the cat as around and sentient to a degree, but I never really pictured it so much like a fleshed out character. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the and, like, version also, of it where it can go on its own adventures without Zoran, and nobody can talk to it, but it understands them and has like an internal monologue that we can write out. 
So like it has its own personality and it talks in that way. But like the only person who can actually talk to it and understand it right. is Zoran. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah, like that. I like that too. Like, yeah, I mean that that is kind of like again if we're t- uh, want to compare, kind it, of like, like a Groot situation from Guardians of the Galaxy, the tree character. He's he says I'm Groot, right? He yeah, talks. but the only person who can understand the different inflections of I am Groot is uh, the raccoon there. Oh, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I am Groot is like a full sentence. Yeah. That's or, or sometimes it'd be it could one, be whole paragraphs. It'd be one thing if like he just used Groot like he was a Pokemon. No. But like the I am Groot part makes it weird. That, he only ever says I am Groot, but it <laughs> like means... He's straight up using like common English words yeah. in his... That doesn't make any sense. Me, it means many, many different things. That doesn't make a damn bit of sense. Well, makes a lot of sense to, to the raccoon. That's all that matters. And so that's the example I'm given there. Um, so, uh, I, I've come up with like the roles based off of last episode too, in terms of how they would kind of interact with Mm -hmm. our guy and the, and the team as a whole, which I know is going to be kind of a part two thing. So we can kind of get into that a little bit more there, but I'm thinking for Abraxas, he could be like the distraction or stealth character to where he's a cute little cat, you know, at times where he needs to be a cute little cat to Mm -hmm. distract people or being a cute little cat. He's stealthy, and he can go through the vents and things like that uh, and get into certain areas that the others can't in that way. So I think he fills that role pretty well. But I wrote down two things as well. He can put you to sleep in terms of abilities. He can put you to sleep with a lick, you know, so like if he needs to knock somebody out, just lick them, give them a little kiss, and they're knocked out, right? And here's uh, a very specific thing that I think is fun specifically about that cat scratch which gives our guy Zoran his powers initially apparently uh, he can give you powers with the scratch but also thinking maybe it could murder you if he scratches too deep so it's the intent of the scratch with our guy Zoran he doesn't want him to die so he just scratches him a little bit but if he right. like claws uh, I, I you I kind of see like uh, the translation to that to like, uh, like a kind of like a Again, you did kind of compare him to the martial artist role in what we talked about in uh-huh. the previous episode. And I think of like those, um, particularly I'm thinking about the character in Avatar that could like break your bending with like pressure points and stuff. Yeah. And I imagine that's kind of like what this cat knows all about that in terms of like chakras and stuff. Yeah. And that, that's so like scratching him on the forehead opened his third eye. Plus he's already a ninja. He's a black cat. He's got the uniform already. Yeah. I mean, like I... That that is one thing. Like I didn't think of the cat as much of like a. I just imagine the cat with like a little knit cap now. I don't know why. Like a like an in combat sort of character, but I do kind of like the idea of like you said, like he could like debilitate you and stuff with or like disabled chakras and stuff. Yeah, like a little kiss, acupuncture sort of things and stuff. Melp, melp, (laughs) melp. All right, that's all I got Uh, for Abraxas. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely did picture him. You know, there and in that sort of role. I, again, like I mm-hmm. guess I didn't count him as like a whole character. No, he's a, he's a whole character. I guess like if I was picturing it as like a like a D and D party, mm-hmm. like he is the familiar to right Zachadron, which is still like part of the clique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, like he would have you know a figurine on the board and all that. Yeah, totally. All right, so I I, I can do my next character. This character again kind of goes into the history of some of these other characters I'm establishing in my story, but like Betty back, back in the old days had a partner. Um, and when they were, they were a pair of young witches, uh-huh. um, 
One of them was eventually kind of like corrupted by evil and greed. This this character's name is Rue McClanahan. What? Who? Rue, uh, she played Blanche. Oh, okay. I, I didn't really actually watch Golden Girls ever. I've never seen a single episode, I don't think. And I will not change that. That is one I'm standing okay. firm on. No, I don't care. No one even asked you to watch it. No, that. I know, but I, I'm only bringing it up in that way because I know the last time I said this about Buffy, I had to watch a Buffy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't say like I'm Golden, not Girls Golden Girls is a much watch like Buffy was, but I don't think it's as bad as you I think it is. But that, that's all besides the point. I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, I have no interest. I really don't care about old people. Okay. You can quote me on that as many times as you want. Fuck old people. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Rue, corrupted by greed and evil, kind of goes over to the dark side. <laughs> she was the one, she was the one who originally kind of pitched the plan to go gain control over the vampire lord Mick Jagger back in the day. Uh, but when her evil intentions kind of became clear, Betty kind of betrayed her, claimed the vampire lord's power for herself and leaving Rue for dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rue survived as like, uh, and managed to find a less powerful form of immortality. So she like, she's not a vampire, like vampire witch like the white witch betty white is mm-hmm. uh she is more like a ghost witch um like intangible she has limited ability to interact with the physical world okay but she has a lot of like ancient magic knowledge and a personal history with the white witch herself mm-hmm. so and but, she can pass through walls yeah, yeah i mean that, she can do those helpful. things so she can pass through walls but like once she's on the other side of the wall she wouldn't necessarily be able to like bring things open back. like the door from the inside because she can't oh, okay. she can pass through walls but she can't she passes through the wall if she tries to open so it. she's more of an intelligence person yeah like she can again similar to i guess what the cat would be doing is like she can scope things out she'd probably be invisible she just can't physically interact with things so like in a fight she's useless but she's also in a fight she's not going to get killed so she's literally there for knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Because that, that Keith Richards is there for the muscle. She's the brain, she's, he's the muscle. Okay. And so fair. you also get a little bit of fun drama between Keith and Rue because Keith still kind of blames Rue for what happened to Mick back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, the idea of them being on a team, you know, you got, you got that drama right there. That's, that's, sure. That's Maybe old. there's comedy, hopefully. Yeah, probably comedy, probably some drama. There's, you know, you'll laugh, you'll cry. It's gonna be a good. It'll time. move you. Yeah, in multiple directions. Uh, so you got you, you got a second one for us. I right? do. Yeah, yeah. So this right. one gets a little dicey, I think, and this is one that I thought up. And I think to start this off, what good is a magician without his assistant? You know, if you think mm-hmm. of it that way. So I've thought of this character that I uh, named Nargel because that makes sense for a. So he's a geek. He's a hunchback magician assistant. So you know you didn't go the sexy lady route. No, no, no. That this is a hunchback. That's bold. I like it. Yeah, hunchback magician's assistant. I've also given him the role as the escape artist. So um, this is why. Hear me out, okay? He helps Zoran in anything he may need in helping him achieve his goals, Zoran's goals, for more knowledge and power. And because of that, because he's helping him find all of these things and obtain the knowledge, he himself obtains uh, low-level wizardry through his devotion to Zoran. So he is the escape artist saying in terms of like Zoran has all of the power. The cat there, Abraxas, gets into certain scoping out situations, whatever, whatever. But then Nargil is the guy with the low level magician power to be like, oh, I've created this portal for us to escape out of. Right now that we've obtained the thing, we can now leave. So that's kind of his role that he plays is the escape person. He is the driver in that situation. And that he makes portals really good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, other situations, but that's one of them. One of the okay. things that he can do. What what drives this weird little hunchback man to like? Haven't figured that part out. Like, because I mean that that is some like dedication there. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, you, that that is something that I think needs to be ironed out for that character. Is yeah. he, he needs to know like why is he devoted to this random magic man? Yeah, I have not figured that part out yet at all. But um, you know that that's coming up for the next episode. So, yeah, so I'll we got like, a little right Renfield type. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's a little sidekick. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine. I got one more here that I will do. It's also probably gonna be like this is the one that I kind of phoned in and was like I just was looking for a third one. Okay. Uh, the name I have for her is uh, Jennifer Slate, which okay. is just like a random name that I threw down. It doesn't have any sort of meaning. It is not the name of any sort of demon that I know of. Uh, in fact, this one is a former um, and sometimes still. Like underworld drug smuggler that turned into a paparazzi slash cat burglar, uh, just because eventually you know, like selling celebrity secrets became more profitable than selling drugs to people. Okay, and you know, like that the whole cat burglar side of it makes it easier to like steal celebrity secrets. Like she's mm-hmm. the best of the best at that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess the, the, I was just trying to shoehorn her into this world of celebrities that I guess I am that this guy hangs out in. Yeah, I guess our very powerful uh, uh, cosmic being of a magician well, is not, now hanging yeah, out with he, celebrities. Where he, I mean, he gets there eventually. I mean, yeah. the, you know, you start, you take over the and That's why I gave these two guys who they are because I'm starting out in prequel times. Yeah, I, so. this is shortly after he's defeated the mafia, you know. <laughs> okay. And he, you know, he's moving on to the, you know, Hollywood. Uh-huh. You know, eventually. that That's a normal way to go. You, you kill the mafia and then you become a Hollywood star. Yeah, eventually he's already does Hollywood. Well, that'll be an episode that we write. I hate all these names. <laughs> uh, anything else I need to say about this woman? Yeah, she just knows a lot of things about celebrities and kind of the underworld. Cat burglar type, I guess, in terms of roles and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. We um, always need another one. We have a real actual cat who fills that role already. Yeah, but, you but know. that cat doesn't have thumbs. So... <laughs> That is, again, like, uh-huh. there are certain handicaps to being a cat. I do, I, I do think there needs to be a degree of, like, the cat can't be too powerful. Well, yeah, okay. Um, because, like, then you, now, you, now you've got, like, two competing cosmic forces kind of working together all the time. And, like, I guess that could be its own thing. But, like, again, I think that's one of the things we need to iron down about this cat is, like, how, like, typically familiars have, like, a close, tight, like, bond with their yeah. person and then, like... I don't know how competitive they are. In a way, I've I've like, made two two uh, familiars. The Hunchback is also somehow very connected to Zoran, and I still don't know how, but mm-hmm. I've made two of them. Yeah, that seems like less of... I mean, I guess it could be like some sort of magical bond in that, like, maybe... What was his name? Uh, his, his name was, yeah, Narwhal. Narjil. Narjil. Yep, Not Nar- Norwell. Norwell. That, that's what I was really trying to get away from because that's what was stuck in my head the Nor- whole time. Narwhal? Yeah, that's not. He's Narjil. Narjil the Narwhal? Nope, just Narjil. Not a whale. In any way. Because it's like a big, uh, nope. big old tusk. No, j- just a hunchback. Okay. Uh, hunchback, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe he's just like a really weak willed person that, like, <laughs> the guy, Zordy here, he just uses his magic and, like, makes him fall in love with him yeah i mean that's not very ex- yeah that's not i guess not that exciting the nope answer to your the situation but we will figure it out though yeah he does have a pet hunchback i guess our homework lasted a long time yeah i mean i'm probably gonna cut a lot of that out okay um so yeah i guess now we can move into the actual episode here we gotta talk about uh 
All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again for bearing with us on what was kind of a different one, a little bit of a weird one. But like I said, we'll be back next week. Everything will be back to normal, and you, you'll, you'll feel much better. Don't forget to check out, you know, all the social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Behind the Pod, on all those standard websites. Uh, let us know what you thought about what we talked about today, all the, all the cat stuff. I will say mostly cat stuff dominated the conversation, so... That's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, but let us know what you think about the characters we introduced in this one. And yeah, that'll be it. Until next time, don't do anything illegal.